What is that? This is a sparkling water, orange flavored. Okay. Is that the LaCroix stuff? Uh, this is a schnooks. It's a little bit more expensive than oh, the yeah. LaCroix. My friend's grandma says words weird, and she says shrimp as shrimp, and Ooh. she says schnooks as snooks. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. I like the setup for that if my friend's grandma talks weird. <laughs> That's, I, I didn't even need examples to like that story. Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good opener. It's definitely um, a good opener. Moments before recording, we were talking about email addresses as we were trying to FaceTime each other. Yes, and and I Yahoo's my Yahoo account, and I lost access years ago. Yeah, I loved how like, you said Yahoo. How did I say it? Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah, it was it was like uh, Mario. Yep. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> Yahoo. Um, but in grade school we had to do a stock project. As in stocks? Like, yes. In grade school? To, yes. I didn't learn about like, stocks until I was twenty seven from you and Robin yeah. Hood. Yeah. So before that. And if we've talked about that on the podcast, there's a chance I've said this story before. But quickly, um, we had to, to invest 10000 theoretical dollars. Have I talked about this? No, this is awesome. Oh. And then, like, it was a math project where we, like, got graph paper and, like, made graphs of, like, checking the stock each week and finding out how much it was worth. Um, I did that, but I also, to make my job easier, logged into my Yahoo account which I'm pretty sure I had tried to do good looking, but mistyped it, and there was only one O in look, so it was good looking <laughs> at yahoo.com. I, I really wish I could find access to that once again. But but in this account, I had invested basically all of my money into Apple computers. Oh, you're a and millionaire. And this is in 1996. Yeah, yeah. And I just wish I could log in to see what $10,000 invested in Apple in 1996 would be now. I mean, I could I could figure it out. I could do the math somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, but I wonder how different my life would be. Like we definitely own the Hardy and Sons podcast boat at that point. Like we're not going to rent no one doubt. for our cruise. Yeah. We would outright own a, We'd a own seafaring the vessel. Yeah. That is fantastic. The Carnival Napoli. <laughs> 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 the Carnival Sleuth. I forgot about the Napoli. Mm. Tony Prito's stolen boat. Yeah, and uh, and the boys Sleuth as well. $10,000 uh, put into Apple. What in a 1996. smart man. I do remember at the time that the price was $1.82. Are you serious? Per share. And it's currently well in the hundreds, but also it has split I think twice. Meaning like dividends? No, like if I bought let's say it was a dollar a share and yeah. I bought ten thousand shares, at a point they're like, Oh, we're gonna split it to bring the cost down. Like if the cost went up to a hundred dollars, they're like, We're gonna make it fifty dollars a share, but we're gonna give you twice as many shares. Okay. Yeah. So they've they've done that twice at least since I did this. So my ten thousand dollars, if it bought me Roughly five, if it was basically two bucks a share, 5,000 shares, instead of just 5,000 shares, 
I would have had 10,000 and then 20,000 because of these two splits. So, Man. I mean, I guess I can do this. We'll, we'll just do this right now. Let me open the stocks app. Yeah, on you my do computer. the math. Let me tell you what. Which, in 1996, if I had 10,000 the- theoretical dollars, it would have been going to the discovery zone. And I would not be doing well right now at all. And that's fine. Yeah. I went to swing around Funtown not too long ago, and I remember going into the bathroom, and there was just vomit all over the place. That would have been another place I would have invested in, and I also would be broke. All right. The current price of the stock is $172. Not bad. Not bad. Um, And so doing a conservative estimate here, multiply this by 20,000 shares. Conservative estimate says I would have $3,440,000. Woo! Now that's rounding my $20,000 my 20,000 shares down. Yeah. Cuz I was guessing 2 bucks a share, but it was $1.82 a share. So there's an extra what 8% on top of that. Well, let's just add that time. Add it, yeah. Add 0. it. 0.08. Uh, and then unless it's split again, which it may have recently, because it used to be like 400 bucks and it hasn't gone down. I think the last time I checked, it was in the 380 range. Yeah, so it's definitely split again. So we'll just multiply this by two just to accommodate for that. So yeah, I would have roughly $7,430,000. Theoretical. Theoretical. Yeah, theoretical. Dollars. I mean, had I at the time been like, mom, dad, can I borrow? <laughs> $10,000. I will pay you back $15,000. I'll give you that that 50% interest. Yeah. I was shy. I was meek. Let me tell you something. My, my Cher instincts. said it best, man. If you could turn back time. If I could find a way. That's the only part I know. That's the only part there is. Oh, so that's the song is just on loop, yeah? 11 seconds. <laughs> It's only ever a soundbite. Oh, it's easier to share. Uh, yeah, he did it. Uh, he did it. <laughs> oh, that was shareable. Nice. Thank you. Not proud. Thank you. No, you shouldn't Dude. be. You should have a Sherry Coke. Okay. Yeah, he's bringing his A game, Sean. It's 158, and I'm jacked up on Mountain Dew. Yeah, this is the earliest we've podcasted in quite some time. Yeah, we do late nights. Yeah, we burn that midnight oil, but now we have our our youthful afternoon energy. There's a song called Midnight Oil. It's really good. There's also a song called Midnight Rider. That one? And Midnight Train to Georgia. Uh, And I'm riding. That one? And I'm leaving. Train. Oh, that's it. And I'm leaving. Leaving on a midnight train, train to Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Dude, we should start a band. Another one? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. Yeah. They're ready. Um, they How are it. you liking our recent flair toward confidence? I feel like lately our attitude as podcasters has been... A boastful, like I flat out said last episode, I think like the listeners don't deserve it. Like we're we're better than they deserve. Yeah, I would agree. Do you feel that that's 
misplaced? No. Do you feel that we owe anything to anyone, like humility? No. Have we earned our status? Yeah. Okay. More than Same earned page. it. We Same did, page. Yeah. In fact, we what deserve is, more than this. How many episodes on a children's book have we done? Okay, that gives us status, my friend. Status. Yes. Yeah. And uh, by my watch... We're pretty famous, and I think if maybe we had gotten the seed funding when we started the podcast that we requested, all we wanted was $10,000. wasn't that much. And it would have been $7.4 million (laughs) in Hardy and Sons money. So just so so you know, we are starting a new currency. currency. It is the 1920s currency. I mean, we're millionaires. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. Just listen to that theoretical crowd. <laughs> we have got a lot of fans. Theoretically. Active fans. Tell you what, let's do this. If you're listening to this right now, just so we can sort of get an idea of who's listening, who's actually uh, doing whatever, go to Venmo yeah. and and send – well, here, we'll make it a fun game too. Either Venmo David or Sean, $50. And then we'll A, know who's listening, but B, know who your favorite host who's is. Who's the better host? <laughs> Not the better. Okay. Just Not who's the, the favorite? Who's the favorite? Yeah. In an Arnold Palmer, you need okay. both. I've lost this many times, people. Come on. Let me win once. I need it. Okay. Well, confidence. New year, new losses. I got a lot of confidence this year. Got a lot of confidence. I'm going to take down Sean. I got a lot of confidence too, right? <laughs> There's some low-hanging fruit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why am I number two? Too volatile. <laughs> nice. You, for some reason, I just imagine you with a Canadian flag behind you right now. I don't know why. Um, I've been live streaming from my basement studio and making videos down there, and there's been no comment yet as to why there's a flag in the background. Um, and... I don't know anyone who would know, like who would recognize it, but it's the flag of Burkina Faso. I have no idea what that is. Is that a Pokemon? Uh, it's both a Pokemon and a country in Western Africa. That's where I went to film yes. in 2018. Yes, that's right. And no one, like I don't think someone would be like, hey, is that the flag for Burkina Faso back there? Like no one's going to recognize that uh, or take the time to be like, okay, that's a flag. Let's look at pictures of every flag and figure out which one that is but there's no one's been like hey what flag is that yeah but did you know that for the longest time that i thought the st louis flag was just the flag to your soccer team or to your frisbee team uh i did not but now i do and i like it i was with keith once and i saw the flag and i go oh my god they have Sean's Frisbee flag up. He goes, that's the flag to your city, idiot, or something like that. It's just a very mean Keith thing but to say. But you live in the county. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know anything about our flags. I don't, I don't even know what the, the American flags flag. look like. I don't even know how many stars are on it or how many stripes. Uh, I think just one. One stripe? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here's a question. Yeah, hit me. Can you have one stripe? Well, yeah, if it's a stripe and not stripes. But 
if you like uh, a two lane road has a stripe, correct? Down the middle. Does that right, count as a stripe? What I'm saying is like this is this is all orange, this rectangle. This yeah, you have like a stripe in your hair. But if there was one stripe on here like a shock, wouldn't that make it three stripes? Because you would have space on either side of the stripe. And even putting like a stripe on oh like God. one half. Oh my god. Because you're your background that you're putting a stripe on becomes a stripe. If you only go halfway every day, you'll never make it to your final destination. Yeah, same thing. You're in How a paradox. How far can you walk into a forest? You're in a paradox. You found the stripe paradox. A Nobel Prize, good sir. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, on a real note, with... My obviously personal accomplishments, um, notwithstanding, we're on chat. This is episode eighteen. Yes. And after this, we'll probably do nineteen. Yes, hopefully. And then, in theory, twenty. Twenty-one. Twenty. Oh yeah, twenty. Twenty-one. And that's the end of the book. That's the finale. Meaning that we got a live show. I mean, that's what we've done historically, but. Do we want to do that again? Do we want to do we want to do a live streaming virtual show? Do we want to try something else? I mean, that's a good question. So, so revisiting something we've talked about before, would this be a good opportunity for the first Hardy and Sons award? Yes. Absolutely. I think it's about time. We've talked about it long enough. We've talked about it long enough. It's been a while. And I'm I'm wondering, should we do nominations or should it just be people that we know that we're like, and I say this recently, I, I just made a video about this on my YouTube channel about how I bought an award Yeah, for the marshmallow lesson. Yep. And there's something that it's cheapened by the fact that I like nominated myself, therefore like applied. I tried to get this award and I did. Well, Sean, I just want to say, just uh, play devil's advocate here. That's what happens with the Academy Awards. You have to pay to be nominated. Right. But there's I mean, it's just a classic awards. thing in awards, though. You know? But wouldn't, and, and that's what I'm saying, wouldn't our awards be better and different? Wouldn't it be more of an honor? Yes. If you weren't nominated, yes. if it was just our committee seeking people driving by and for whatever. It at you. Yeah. And saying, surprise. <laughs> surprise, you're a winner. Of a Hardy and Sons podcast award. This award is shaped like a ninja star. A shuriken. <laughs> Hadouken. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's the best way to do it. And I also think we should look into people we do know and don't know. This is going to be great. This is going to be fantastic. Okay, we're about I to think... broaden the horizon. We're about to get a new listener. Yeah, I I think I mean, we I do. Think it's uh, you know uh, something that people will have to invest in if they win an award from you, Neil Patrick Harris. I think Harris. It'd be... yeah, <laughs> Ted <Barack> Bundy, Obama, <laughs> Charles Mann. I will send son. an email to Barack Obama. Oh, I would love that. With the, with the link to log into the StreamYard to make his acceptance Man, can speech. we just give it to George W. for his painting? Ooh. If anyone deserves it, that is a real artiste. 
And I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get my like portrait. A, that's from a real him. bucket list. Yeah, you. it needs to happen. He's getting up there. He's climbing that ladder, and those steps are getting smaller. You know what I'm saying? They're about to break, and now wow. I'm about to break. Is that Limp Biscuit? I think it's Lincoln Park. Okay. It's one of the L. Is L's. there a difference? It's either LB or LP. I'm not sure. Or BP Oil. Or BP Oil. You know I'm an oilsman. Yeah, I know, I know this about you. Okay. Um, well, With then my let's, son? Let's commit ourselves now. HW, or whatever his name is, from There Will Be Blood. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. That's a great movie, man. Yeah. As you know, uh, I am an oil man. Or whatever. I don't have a good DDL impersonation. That's fine. Dan Stan's I tried revolution. to do it with my face just now. <laughs> was just that what that me. was? Yeah. I was doing the, the Daniel Day. I thought you were doing an impersonation of a bashful turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it Don't started look at as me. that. <laughs> See, that's uh, another accent workshop, the bashful turtle. The BT. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's also a battle toad. I'm trying to think of his name from that movie before we continue. Oh, oh, oh. I'm an oil man. Daniel? Daniel Plainview. Plainview, that's it. Yeah. Woo! Good call. That's teamwork. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, let's resolve to say that this is episode... They're just saying, like, Daniel's in Plainview. Like, perhaps, like, on set, they could always find Daniel Day-Lewis, except for the director. He was always like, where's Daniel? And they'd be like, he's in Plainview! Or if the character it's based on, like, never had drapes and, like, would change clothes in his house. And, oh, my God. (laughs) Don't look. Daniel Plainview is changing. (laughs) I don't believe in drapes. I don't like them. (laughs) Not a drapesman. (laughs) Um, You know who does? Don Draper. Don Draper. Okay. I didn't know if it was a segue. I was trying to think Hardy Boys characters with drape in there. Donald Draper. Yeah. Very I'm nice. not yet ready to segue. Uh, the, <laughs> Why? The because thing, it's like a terrible short chapter or something. I mean, it is. It is. Nothing happens in this chapter. No, not a uh, thing. But the thing I wanted to say before that was to, maybe, to sort of maybe charge us. Maybe Joe was uh, in plain view. Frank. Yeah, but charge us. Yeah. Charge us. This is chapter eighteen. Chapter eighteen, which is probably going to be released on Monday. The 14th Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, Happy Valentine's Day. Day, Sean. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh my God, Day, David. dude. Uh, You're mine. So, in theory, we're, we're really rocking like every other week. Well, yeah. With this. <laughs> On I, a good I, month. I, yeah, I don't want to overcommit <laughs> us, but if we say Which, this is Valentine's I gotta Day. I got to say, I just found out from one of our only loyal listeners, Keith Mays. That he keeps up with us because we released so late. He's like, if you were doing every week, I'd be like 14 behind. I'd just give up at that point. But every every that. other week, I'll just see there's a new episode. It's like, yeah, why not? I like that. Okay, we know our fans. We're doing it for them. Do. Uh, so let's see. Uh, 14th is 18. Then we could say the 28th is chapter 19. Then that would put us on March 14th as chapter 20. Leaving March twenty eighth. That's my dad's birthday. 
Maybe you should get an award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Dave would love that. Uh, yeah, so we can, I mean, really giving ourselves some space here. Yeah. <laughs> Six weeks yeah. to make this happen. But I think, I think March 28th, Monday, March 28th, if we could do that night for the, or maybe we do it on Sunday night right beforehand. Give people a weekend, a Sunday night live stream. Yeah. Sunday night live. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. And it's produced by um, Slevin Michael Michaels. Lorne. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, we yeah did it's it. close. We yeah. Did the same I went with Slevin. I don't know why I went with Slevin. I guess because I can see lucky number Slevin. Right now? Yeah. So I guess I do know why I went with Are Slevin. you looking at an entire wall of, of DVDs, or is that like one that's please, sitting out? Please, Sean. Please. This is 2022. Sorry, Blu-ray. Thank you. It's just sitting out. Because I okay. bought it on Blu-ray because I needed to upgrade because I only had it on DVD, and it was one that I've been wanting to rewatch for a while. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this on DVD. And it's back when I bought things full screen because I didn't understand what the difference between – the widescreen and the full screen version. I was like, of course I want the full screen. It's got the full picture. And uh, that's not the case at all. <laughs> Less, lesson learned from in. a director of photography. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My clients noticed a change in the work immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shoot everything full screen. Okay? I'm talking about the I'm full a pan screen. and scan guy. Everyone knows this about me. <laughs> <laughs> I deliver in 480. Yeah, I'm dude. What SVGA if we did show up to one of our like big commercial gigs with some DV tape cameras and like the the Home Depot clamp lights? That'd be a fun practical joke to play on like a a client that we were friendly with, like to to sort of start setting up and everything is just <laughs> really like an actual VHS tape camera, not even DV. I have one. We I used know. to do um. We did our lights. Like, if we need a moving light, we would just tape a light bulb to a broomstick. And we would use it to just boom in a light source. So that's what I we feel should like do. The missing part from your explanation is how, was there power connected to it? Well, sometimes. Because a, a light bulb <laughs> itself doesn't. <laughs> I figured. Uh, I don't know, Sean. I've seen it. your aperture light bulbs three hours. That's true. Yeah. That ain't bad. Okay. What I used to do was. I would rub my feet against carpet, and right before we started to roll, I'd touch the light bulb. I mean, we wouldn't have light for long, but enough. Yeah, you could do like a, a paparazzi effect. Yeah, exactly. Bah! Yeah. Which yeah, is awesome. Everyone's like, like oh. whoa, production value? Yeah, who? Which Hollywood director came in for this one? <laughs> Is this a Steven Spielberg picture? I shot something for the first time uh, – in the end of January that required a light on a big boom being carried by somebody. Yeah. We were walking, uh, we were shooting in the symphony, uh, in the symphony hall and they were like walking down the aisle toward the stage. And so I had my buddy Ronald working with me and hey, we Ron. put the Hudson spider Mosey up on a boom pole, which he held over my shoulder. I had the gimbal and we were walking backwards and I've never done that before. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. The results are so fantastic. Cool. Yeah. And then we're filming at the end of this month in the Climatron. What is that? That sounds awesome. 
Is it a robot? That's the giant dome greenhouse at the Missouri Botanical Gardens. Couldn't tell you, but I it's like a, I like the name. It's an indoor jungle. Oh it's my a jungle god! Year round. And so don't we're don't this. let Randy Newman know. It's the jungle out here. <laughs> the Tony Shalhoub monk theme song. <laughs> See, I heard the phrase, you're like, those toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> is that one of his songs, actually? No, I... Or is that I a mean, thing no, that the, Monk the, likes? Toss salad and scrambled eggs? That's the theme song from Frasier, but it's not... Uh, oh, I've never seen Frasier. It's not Randy Newman. Who's Let's in Frasier? Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah, that's right. I hear it's Tossed good. salads and scrambled eggs. Who sings it? Free. Um, it's uh oh, the theme song sung by Kelsey Grammer. Whoa! Okay. Here's a link: the story behind the Fraser theme song. Uh, song was sung by Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Composed by Bruce Miller. Okay, this is as much time as I want to spend on that. <laughs> I kind of want to know more about Bruce Miller now. What else has the man done? He's a genius. Yeah. Well, I haven't even heard the theme song, but the lyrics alone have me just very excited. Do you think he's related to Frank Miller? Oh, he's obviously related he's to Frank, Frank Miller. He's the Frank Miller of early 90s theme songs. Yes, he is. And That's you know what? what? When you get them together... It's Miller time, baby. Mm. Yeah. The soft drink. Yeah. Can beer be a soft life. drink? What's that? Can beer be a soft drink? I think soft drink implies no alcohol, like a hard drink, like a hard cider, hard God, that lemonade, makes so much sense. Hard liquor. Okay. And then a soft drink has no alcohol. Okay. So I'm a soft man. Yeah. Yeah, you're softman. Yeah. I'm a mostly softsman. You're mostly softsman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're you're softs and more. You're softs more. Okay, I'm with that. Yeah, that's fine. It's real bad pun. <laughs> it's good, but it's see what what makes a great pun to me, and the reason I appreciate that is because I couldn't find something else. Okay. Like, like yeah, so that's a good way to look at it. That's a good rating like, system. Like we're doing fish puns or something, and you're like, "Well, we should scale back." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm finished." <laughs> and and the fact that like they could keep going means that yours, like yours, is fine. But I had another one. Yeah. But when you throw softs more, <laughs> I'm immediately like in junior and senior trying to think of like that or like a fresh man, and I just just not working. It's not working. You I tapped you the market the, out. Yeah, you put the last Jenga tower, the uh, last piece on the on the Jenga tower. I like that. I've never really played Jenga. I was always a Connects Four kind of dude, you know. I do know. Yeah, Luca's playing tic tac toe now, oh. and he's not good. So my <laughs> record it, is pretty. Does solid. it feel good to win? It does. Yeah, I used to work so with good. kids, and I wouldn't go easy with them on those games. And uh, they're oh, not yeah. going to learn. Otherwise. The confidence is through the roof. Yeah, it's if you want to win, play against yourself. Exactly. They're not going to get better if I just keep letting them win, okay? Life doesn't work like that. Exactly. And what, what does Rocky do lose, say? You strike them. What? So what does Rocky say? It's not about what? how hard you can hit. 
It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Remember that from that's Rocky good. Balboa? I mean, that's life. That's sage advice. It is. Yeah. It is. Every and What's morning. funny is his son is Sage Stallone. So I, I work that in there for the real uh, <laughs> Stallone family fans <laughs> that listen to us. Okay, we have the is K-pop that, uh, market and the Stallone fan market. Is that true? His son is, is yeah. Sage? Wow. Or maybe was Sage. I think he passed away. There still is Sage, but yeah, I think he passed away. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not, <laughs> I don't know that much about Stallone. Just He's got three daughters uh he's 74 i want to say and he's been taking human growth hormone i believe there's no doubt about that yeah 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 not a man sh- afraid of chemicals no not one bit good man no that's how you yeah. get that big he definitely yeah. gets steroids oh yeah yeah and and i'm sure whatever else anything available trying. on the market same with yeah. stallone or stallone schwarzenegger it's called Competitive Edge, and that's how you get it. Thank you, Sean. Listen, if something's going to get you to win, you're going to do it. America. And to the listeners out there, you think we could be this funny without chemical enhancements? We've been on nootropics since day one. Yeah, and old tropics. And old tropics. We Not, do all the tropics. Yeah. Hawaiian tropic tropics. You think of. You know, some of the best of the tanning lotions. Tropic of Capricorn. The Tropic of Capricorn. Uh, uh, do you win? I don't have any more tropics. It's not a competition, but yes, I won. Oh, yeah, too much time has gone. Uh, bigger than a mouse's. <laughs> have you ever seen Shallow How? And with that, the boys took a break. <laughs> I just keep looking over. We're at a solid 30 minutes of just derivative <laughs> tangents. No, we got the Millers. We got Shallow Hal. We got fish puns. Ah. <laughs> this is primetime recording. Did you listen to the ad? Did you listen to the Oh, yeah. Episode? I loved it. Well, it was the that- first thing I asked Keith because I just listened to my audio for a split second. But I was like, do you listen to the new episode? He goes, yep. I said, was I overcooked? He goes, I didn't notice anything. I said, was the ad awesome? He goes, um, I don't remember. And I was like, well, damn, I want to know. So I went home, and that's how I really found out that uh, my audio didn't sound great because I listened to the, to the ad. So Keith wasn't listening at all. If he yeah, didn't not, think not one bit. you had a problem and the ad didn't stick with him for <laughs> Well, weeks. he said – he did a, a Sheev reference, and he said Shivla was the greatest thing he's ever heard. I'm paraphrasing, okay. but he yeah. said something on the lines of that. I think he, that's what he meant. It's definitely what he meant. I mean, it's the inflection. What he meant was something that you or I said is the greatest thing he's ever heard. Yeah. And that's fair. That's classic us. By the way, we're back. We're back. And, uh, and we're going to read part of a book now. Is that what we're doing? Well, I think we we owe it. We owe it to the listeners. Yeah, because they, I mean, they come here for the book and they stay here for the banter. I love that. That should but, be our new tagline. But come we gotta, for the yeah, book, stay for the banter. Stay for the banter. Yeah, nice. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, 
you're the illustrator here. You yeah. can bring that to life. I will make it happen. Maybe. Uh, but so when we last left them, they were uh, hiking, or not hiking, they were horseback riding through the snow, going to look for the cave where Bart Dawson hid the gold. Yes. 25 years ago. And Big Al has a lead on them. He's ahead of them. And so they're hoping they can find it before Big Al. Uh, but in the storm, the uh, previous chapter ended with Frank losing track of Joe. <laughs> it's because he's looking up high and everyone knows Joe's a groundsman. Yeah, you're He's a groundskeeper. Ground. Ooh. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> um, which brings us to chapter 18. North, North from, from Lone, Lone Tree. Tree. Um, this was a relief in that this is the first chapter in a while that the title uh, appears to be completely irrelevant. There's yeah. no real reference. Like they don't talk. There's no part in this where they're like, hey, there's the Lone Tree. Yeah. Let's go north. I like, was waiting for it too. Yeah, same. Yeah. They've, and maybe that's the device of they've been ruining chapters with chapter titles for five or six chapters. So we're like, oh, okay, they're going to find the north, the, the, the lone tree and go north. But here we are. The biggest twist surprised. of the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that they didn't ruin chapters. There's a secondary title. novel in these books, and that's the chapter titles. Yeah, and these, the, I mean, the chapter titles probably took years to write. I mean, that's a given. It's the most thought out yeah. portion of the book. Leslie David McFarland did a number on these books, but I think they had to call in a relief pitcher, a closer <laughs> for these uh, for these chapter titles. A script doctor, yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay, they needed an MD to come in and just patch these puppies up. Yeah. So, uh, so they can't find uh, Frank. Can't find Joe, and Not the at snowstorm's all. getting worse. So he uh, he decides to stop just standing there. <laughs> In the storm because he's nearing death. Yeah. And he, he goes over closer to the mountain for some uh, respite from the wind. Yes. Builds a small fire. Yes. Uh, I don't get this. So as he's building the fire, uh, he broke off. This will do for a fire, and it might signal Joe. He broke off enough of the brush to make a small pile and took out his waterproof case of matches. Okay. <laughs> we get it. They're waterproof. Yeah. He struck one, and then a second. Both blew out, but the third one caught. Yeah. Well, they're not windproof like, matches. They're only waterproof. No, but also, like, what's the point of that sentence? Well, he's a heavy like, breather. But as as a reader, the tension of, like, two matches <laughs> not working, but the third one working in the same sentence... <laughs> doesn't add anything to the story. Now, if instead they had told us, like, he had only four matches. Yeah. He struck the first one. It sparked for a moment, but the wind came by, and the flame did not come to life. Well, this is just fumbling, good right here. Fumbling with shaking, frozen fingers, he grabbed a second match from the box, only to have it, too, blow out in the wind. Now down to his final two matches, he struck one, desperately hoping to cup his hand to protect it from the wind 
that's fine. Like that's a paragraph. That's something. But just to say like, yeah, uh, he had matches. The third one was the one he used to light it, which it lit. You're not wrong at all. Um, and I will hand it to them. This is the first time with Joe missing that it takes more than a page, like a page and a half. Yeah, before he's found. Before he's found in a very undramatic way. Yeah. A pack rat had stolen him. <laughs> he left behind Joe. Joe's just covered in ectoplasm. <laughs> just as shiny as you can get. He's chromed out. It, Frank just puts down like a piece of shiny tinfoil, and the pack rat <laughs> brings Joe there and takes the foil. Like, it worked. <laughs> That would be such a better novel. I want to know what's going on with this pack rat. We get weird stuff with with pack rats and helicopters, and it's a it's a strange set of interests that yeah. the author has for this book. Well, we get into another interest later on. I mean, it's very brief. I was hoping it was going to go way more in depth. We'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. Um. But we do get. Uh. So Joe was missing, and I'll tell you that as someone who just wrote a paragraph of a Hardy Boys book ad-libbed into this microphone, yeah, that what could have happened to Joe was that like Big Al had sprung some sort of trap or like made fake tracks in the snow and led Joe to take a different path. Like it could have been sabotage. Um, how did we get separated? Frank asked. My carelessness. Joe said, I was looking around for signs and sort of trusting my horse to follow yours. And then you were nowhere in sight. <laughs> so we do get this page and a half of tension and, and separated brothers only for them to be like, oh, there he is. Whoops. He was Oops. over there. Yeah. Yeah. Not good writing. But at least Joe was honest. And at least the author was honest about Joe's character. That would be why he got lost. Head though down be, in the snow. That would be a fun perspective, though, for us as readers to see, like, even though Joe had only carelessly gotten lost, he proceeded to describe a, <laughs> a harrowing tale to his brother, Frank, making up details about Big Al and Slim and narrowly fighting off death just in time to make it back here. Yeah, told by Chris Joe Farley. desperately wanted the approval of his brother. <laughs> Joe, how come all of your stories link to Vietnam? <laughs> and what is that? It's 1930. It's not even a country. <laughs> Patience, Frank. Patience. The biggest long con. Joe Hardy invented the Vietnam War. I'm just saying. Somebody's finally saying it. I'm just Thank saying. You. Okay. Thank There's you weirder stuff on the forward, internet. David. You're welcome. Ah. <sighs> Let's see. What's our next move? Uh, they decide that they should start looking for the lost plane. Oh yeah. So yeah, Bart Dawson crashed his plane. His story was he crashed the plane in a gully. Yes. And then uh, walked north from the lone tree and found a cave with blue walls and hid the gold there. So they're going to start looking for a plane. And then maybe uh, maybe if they find the plane, they can, they can look around there. 
because it's a lot of gold, and he was probably in bad shape from being in a plane crash. Yeah, so he's he not going to go walk that far. far. And no. and luckily, the, the Hardy Boys know everything about single-engine planes. Yeah, the approximate airspeed yeah. <laughs> vector, and I mean, if it had, if it was a, if it was a single-engine plane of old vintage, everyone knows. Everyone knows how fast those fly. <laughs> I don't even know how fast like a plane flies now. I don't Can either. You... Like just how a classic, a what is it, seven forty-seven Boeing or whatever yeah. the the modern plane is. No Let's idea. See, how fast does a plane fly? Uh, fifty thousand miles an hour. Fifty thousand. Five hundred and fifty miles per hour. Yeah, that's what I said. Fifty thousand. To the power of inches. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and usually at takeoff, it's about 150 to 175 miles an hour. Woo! Dude, we go fast. No yeah, wonder I always fall asleep. No wonder it's slower to walk. <laughs> we were making uh, plans a couple years ago to go to Boston, and we were trying to find flights. I'm like, we could just walk. Yeah. But we ended up flying, and it was faster. Really? That makes sense now that I think about it. Yeah, you should have ran. Should have ran. Or jogged. Could have got a scooter. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, wheels is wheels, you know? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter what shape. No, not at all. That's what they say. <laughs> Doesn't matter which shape. Yeah. Get the square wheels. Those are the best ones. Uh, so then using their compass and taking a bearing on the... Oh. I was wrong with my critique. I just didn't care about the book. Using their compass and taking a bearing on the lone sentinel pine atop the ridge, ah. they started off toward the area where they estimated the crash might have occurred. So they didn't find the tree. They just sort of took a measurement on the map and looked where they were. Yeah. This was okay. the thing I was pinging on, though, that I was really enjoying. I thought we were going to get a lot more into the single-engine plane of old vintage. But yeah, yeah, that was uh, his newest hobby is planes. Because we also got a taste of it in the beginning of the book when there was the shotgun uh, oh. rigged up to the door of this. That's small plane. right. These are kids. What is with these books of like the first ten chapters are pretty good, and then they're just like, okay, let's just let it decline till the end. Yeah, so let's have the climax of the books be chapter four. Yeah. I mean, that stuff was awesome. There's a rolling rock with a red handprint on it. Like, all this cool stuff happening up front. And now we're just watching two boys get lost in a snowstorm. And then yeah, I mean, they were in Chicago. They were kidnapped by a taxi driver. <laughs> yeah. Kidnapped then, then again? A, then a shotgun almost blew him up. And then, yeah, then we progressed to, like, well, a rock... A rock fell into the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Like we went from guns and planes and kidnapping to like, oh, look out, rock. <laughs> yeah. Look out, a crowbar stuck in the wall. <laughs> Man, I wish, I wish I could remember the code that was on the side of that crowbar. I'm happy that you don't. I, me too. I'm happy that you me don't, too because sir. it seems like something I would remember. It is something you would remember, and this just means that <sighs> your neurons can, are firing correctly with what to remember, and and I can put something else in that part of my brain. Exactly, 
Exactly. Uh, so they, uh, they're just walking along the mountain. They find the plane. Yes, they do. In a gully. It is definitely uh, in a gully. Within some trees. Yep. Uh, and they're like, oh, that's probably why the gang never found it in 25 years of looking. Because it's in those trees. Uh, who would have thought the Hardy it. Boys find it, their first attempt? Yeah, but they also knew this intel from Bart Dawson, which the, the gangsters did not have. Yeah, this is true. So let's be let's be fair. Yeah, I'm being fair. I'm sorry. I'm just being negative. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so they find the plane, and then they start looking around this this uh, like area that they're in. They're looking for a cave. Yeah. Because they're thinking he's kind of hurt from the plane crash. He's not going to want to go that far carrying a bunch of gold. Gold's heavy, like, yeah. too. Yeah, and the plane crash was so severe that shortly after this, he forgets who he is, starts a new identity, <laughs> moves to Montana, starts a business, and it's going to take a flashlight to the head for him to to Turn it back on like a light switch. Old plane crash. Yeah. Do you think when he was hit on the head with the flashlight, the flashlight bulb lit up? No, but a light over his head did. Nice. Okay. That's all that matters. Mm. That's all that matters. Mm. What is that one? I don't know. I'm just trying. Are, trying we, are we going with it? I'm going to go with oh, it for uh, now. Go for I it again? I don't think we should go. No, I think I think that was it. Light. Oh. It's <laughs> my false setup. Okay, you ready? Three, two. Give me your true setup. What is that? I don't know, the opposite of falsetto. Oh, see, you're a music man. I didn't know if you had like an actual term. Okay, I'll see where you're going with this. Here's my true setto. It's non-existent. <laughs> because I don't have a good voice. You don't have confidence, it sounds like. <laughs> We've been I'm through this. I'm seeping with confidence. I have so much confidence. Not about singing, apparently. What are you talking about? Okay. See? See, it's okay. false confidence, but it's confidence. It'll take any kind. Yeah. It's all the same. <laughs> it's falsidence. Ooh. For my falsetta. For your falsetto? Is that yeah. what you said? Oh, yeah. Good. That's definitely what I said. Um, So they're looking around... Uh, on the lower slopes because this brain injured man would not have gone too far. Uh, and at one point there's just this standalone sentence, which I thought was, was a lovely sentence. Uh, it's on the middle of 161. Uh, deep drifts and tangled underbrush made the going difficult. And then we get this sentence several times. The Hardys were disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the readers too. <laughs> oh, that's the tagline for our podcast. Several times the hosts were disappointed. <laughs> the listeners too. Yeah. The lose 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 situation. Uh this is good for no one. Come quick. Quick. <laughs> what is uh. the what did Rocco say? There was the tick tock. It just, just like the, the clock. clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's gold. That's good writing. Solid stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so they find a tunnel. Or they find an opening, but they're looking for a tunnel, and they're like, this one looks more like a cave than a mine tunnel. But there and then is a tunnel back there, Joe replied. And so they're, they're squinting into the darkness, and Joe gets out his flashlight. Oh, yeah, Frank does. gets out his flashlight. And he heard a rustling noise to his left. Uh-oh. Hold it, Joe. A pair of glowing eyes glinted at them from the darkness. Okay. And then Frank's flashlight revealed an enormous gray wolf. Okay. So they've crawled into this cave that's full of wolves. <laughs> And then they turn on a flashlight and, and look around, and there's about a dozen more wolves. Yeah. With, uh, let's see, his flashlight, around, uh, Frank swung his flashlight around, and a dozen pair of wolves' eyes shone in the glow like burning coals. Ooh. Which, were they not burning yellow? What? Weren't the eyes originally yellow, or did my mind make them yellow? Um, my eyes made them yellow. Yeah, I didn't imagine them to be the color of burning coal. I mean, I suppose they'd be the like the color of the flashlight, which would be yellow. Yeah, if it's just being reflected back. Yeah, but I don't know. And this is just us breaking into the science. Yeah, as we did. Um, but I'm so glad the next chapter, which we will get to. <laughs> on the next episode, uh, has a title that I'm surprised this chapter did not have. Yeah, yeah that's very true, actually. Like, in, in, like this, there's such a spoiler of yeah. chapter 19's title that it seems like <laughs> it should be chapter 18's title to keep with the motif <laughs> of poorly worded chapters. Which, my favorite thing, I love this. What do you think the first thing Frank would say when he realized he was in a wolf's den? We're in a wolf's den. <laughs> close. How no. close is I? He said, good grief. We're in a wolf's den. Because <laughs> that's what Charles I would say. Schultz oh, good grief. this chapter. Shucks. We've done it again. Oh, man. <laughs> I love saying wolves and imagining I have wooden teeth. Wolves. Now I love imagining you have wooden teeth when you say that. That's good. Yeah, thank you. It's pirate-esque. Thank you. I've been practicing my wooden teeth for a long time. Though, that now that I think about it, I don't think a pirate would have a lot of run-ins with wolves. Sea wolves. That's a great, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's the only point. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you don't think there's I'm dens wrong. under the water? Sean, hello. I'm wrong. Man, <laughs> if, if pirates are getting gold, they probably went to my console's cave to get some too. Yes. Thank you. <sighs> <laughs> I hope one of these is about pirates, like real pirates. Remember when Fenton Hardy dressed up like a pirate? Yeah. We need that I would call like the, back. for the book to start with like, excitedly, Fenton Hardy hurried to his costume <laughs> closet. Just a minute, boys. I miss Pretzel Pete, man. I miss those characters. Yeah, especially because we found out that Pretzel Pete was not in the original. <laughs> yeah. 
Somebody added pretzel pee. What was going on in the 50s with pretzels? Like, were I don't they know, just but real I'm... popular? Maybe. Well, hello, when were Google. they invented? Yeah. Oh, I know this. I know a lot about pretzels. He says, as well, he no, stops someone talking. Sent, someone sent me an article on pretzels, and it was something. I should remember the uh, history of pretzels, and I don't. I was trying to stall to uh, see something that really quickly. The pretzel's real origins are tangled as its shape. Legends trace it to medieval Europe, where Italian monks reportedly created treats to reward school children, school children, good lord, by baking dough with arms shaped in prayer. That's what it was. Hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Pretzels. What did you say what year it was? Uh, sorry, I got Google. Uh, it just says traces to medieval Europe. Okay. In 1950. Traces back to Pretzel Pete in the 1960 rewrite <laughs> of A House on the Cliff. So were pretzels known to West Coast Americas prior to 1950 as a Reddit question here? We also have snacking through the decades. My grandfather and his father were Pennsylvania Dutch, born and raised during World War II, they moved to Seattle, Washington, and then Long Beach, California. I recall my grandfather saying that people, hold on, add, that people on the West Coast were unaware of what pretzels were. He was only seven at the time. And uh, I don't know how Reddit works. So I don't know if people <laughs> responded to this. So that didn't help me. There's That's a bunch good. of like stuff to click on. What is all yeah, this? I don't know. Where's the answer? I gave up a while ago. <laughs> on the pretzels or on Reddit? Both. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand Reddit. I will but say. But yes, they a... were a priest gift to school children because it looked like they're praying. So every time you uh, take a bite of a pretzel, make sure you say amen. Or if you bite into it before it's, uh, when it's still too hot, you'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> that sort of works. It does work, yeah, yeah. The holiest uh, of snacks, man. I just got a text message from Botus with a screenshot of her listening to last episode. No way. Yeah. Look at that. I'll be done. I'm going to take a screenshot of us recording this. Will you hold up your book? Yeah, of course I'll hold up. We could have paused this, but nailed it. <laughs> um, but, uh, Botus! Bodacious. Bodacious yeah. Bodus. We had a couple great episodes this season. Like we had two outside by the fire pit. Oh yeah. Um, last fall that were good. I feel like our last two were pretty good. This one was rough. Of course, I feel it like was we rough. can be there open was about nothing. that. But well, I mean, even nothing from the book. Like our preamble for the first half of the episode, <laughs> and now we just watched you Google pretzels. Well, uh, yeah. And not know how to use Reddit. <laughs> yeah. But. I'm just I I want people to have the context of knowing they can't all be highlights. Miller wouldn't appreciate. You wouldn't appreciate those. Yeah, the, the, what? I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Yeah. Start it again. Start it again. I'm excited. I'm jazzed. Hold on. 
I got to get it out. <laughs> Hit me, baby. You wouldn't appreciate <laughs> how good some of those episodes are if all of them were that good. Like it it takes it takes patience to prepare ourselves. We need we need time to preen. Which we might see when we get to chapter 19. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. I think we're the only ones mm. who get excited about this, but that that was good. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I got real giddy for it. Good. Giddy yep. I'm cutting. I'm cutting as well. Oh, I'm actually recording. Okay, and three, two, one.